December 2nd, everybody. How are you? Vancouver here uh, till 10 o'clock. Uh, we've got Sophia Mantel joining us very shortly. She's just uh, connecting. And a very special guest called Harvey Neville. Two first names. Interesting. Um, film producer. He's an actor. And he might have been on the show before, but he hasn't had the thing Kirby once over. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, if you'd like to uh, comment, you can in the uh, comment section. If you want to join the show and uh, be part of uh, what we're doing here, then you can as well. We'll put that link up on in the comment section. I think I'm going to do it right now. And then... Um, Hey, presto, it's up. It's ready for you. It's a happening thing. Uh, of course, you can always uh, donate to help us uh, pay our bills, i.e. the restream, which is 50 US dollars per month. Uh, you can go to talkback.co.nz to make an, an instant donation. Uh, right now, let's uh, welcome to the show. Sophia Mantel, how are you? And very good evening. Hi, good. I am um, just dealing with two children that are fighting each other. Oh, yeah. Archer. She says yes. Good. <sighs> um, also, the deck door is not closing properly, so I was having like a little bit of an issue over there with that. What are you doing? How's your face going? My face? Oh, yeah, yeah, good. You happy with it? Looks great from where I'm sitting. Thanks. What are you saying to me? What? Five minutes only. Okay. What? <laughs> Just going into the drama. It's great. Fabulous. You can't do Duolingo. No, you can read for five. Okay. So uh, there you go. Go check us out on our Instagram and also our podcast. It's being watched and list, sorry, listened to all over the world. Uh, if you missed this show, it is on demand on YouTube. Go check out all our shows. Coming up after 10 o'clock, Benny Mac, our official fact checker, turns into the host of Talking Smack with Benny Mac. And can I say it's one of the better shows on nighttime uh, television. Are you online. saying it's better than our show? Is that what you're saying? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> You don't like hearing me say shh to the children? They accidentally turned on some television in the bedroom. I don't understand. Why would they do that? Such so silly. 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 Ridiculousness. Yeah. Anyway, um look, what? What? You're talking. <laughs> Focus on you now. Talk. I don't like it when you put that on that. That's better. Let's welcome in our fact checker, Benny Mac. Okay. Benny, how are you, mate? Oh, bloody marvellous. Um, I had a slight altercation today. I made it, managed to make the, the burn bleed. Uh, but other oh, than that, yeah. all's above board. And um, I'm running the green screen today. There's a slight uh, delay. But uh, that's all part of the technicalities here. Uh, we're literally uh, <coughs> doing the development for this Restream.io website in real time. Perfect. Perfect. Um, profitable day today? Oh, highly profitable day. Right. Uh, I tell you, I'm, I'm literally making money hand over fist. And uh, it's all this... Um, 
all this counterfeit food I'm selling <laughs> on the black market. Is it the peanuts? Are you selling peanuts again? What the uh, hell yeah. happened to your head? You, you, didn't watch, you didn't watch the show last night. No. Did somebody take a it's little a, it, it's a Z and I was in a fire. I was uh, I got caught in a fire. What? What? Come closer to me. Closer. You're like his mum. I want to see that. What is going on there? I got caught in a fire. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, that looks suspicious. I'm not sure what it's from, but it doesn't seem like you got a fire. You should have seen it last night. Um, the, and, and, and the night before that, it had a blister. Oh. Sheesh. You need to I just went out and got this for Thane before. Can Sorry, I show you what the Yeah, of course. Itchy, dry skin. Oh, he yeah, came yeah. over and his legs looked like they'd been attacked by moths or something, but moths that were really energetic and light flesh. And so I zipped down to the old chemical warehouse. I saved $9.50 on this, apparently. Fabulous. Fabulous, Sophia. Fabulous. Don't knock it until you try it. Bargain hunting. I have. And it was fabulous. I'm going to use some. Watch this. Here we go, guys. This is what it's all about. Wow, this is going to this is going to really rate with the incel community. Absolutely. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> so nourishing. You should mm. have some on your head, but you know. An investment. I'm going to put yeah, um, because that's a bit weird. If you ever get burnt. Um, yeah. There's actually this special gel that you put on it. It's actually aqua gel. And right. um, instead of letting the wound dry out and putting plasters over it and letting the scab form, you're actually meant to use the aqua gel, keep the, moist, the wound moist. The white, blood cell, uh, the white blood cells will actually travel across the surface of the wound and will heal and it will actually um, do so without scarring. That sounds disgusting. Um, also, lavender essential oil is really good for burns, so you know. So I appreciate you. I appreciate that suggestion. Um, and Jody William, who is a incredible nurse and human, says, Benny, always cover a burn. Always cover a burn. Yeah. Um... This is just a sort of very superficial burn, and um, I'm actually trying to get a bit of character. My, I think my complexion's too clean, and I look too um, smooth. Oh, and I okay. want to try. You're going to ignore her advice completely. Is that what you say? <laughs> Great, fantastic, matey. Thank you. We'll check back with you very shortly. Welcome, Jody uh, William. Welcome to the show. And uh, anyone who comments tonight goes in the draw for something. And says, what is that? Oh, we'll find something that's in the room and send them that. Could be anything. Can we we're gonna send you things dry and itchy. Never shake a baby. Never. That's all right. Fun. What have we got? Ten minutes past nine o'clock, our special guest has arrived. 
Kia ora, I'm very good. Thanks. Can you hear me? We've got you loud and clear. Yeah. Nice one. Whose who's cool music is that? I can hear. There we go. It's gone. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit of sci fi background bed. Do you like it? Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's very revealing. Normally, I have a studio. I could have I could have used the studio tonight. I've got a studio in my uh, at my house, um, but actually, the I was locked out of it. My microphone was unavailable. I literally I had my backup crappy microphone ready to rock, um, and then I got here just in time. So you're gonna have to live with this bed background. And also my crappy, my, my crappy camera too. I've got a good camera from Canon, and um, I've it's broken twice, and I've, they're sending it back to me for the second time. So you've got the chair, you've got the microphone. Yeah, Man, yeah. You've got it all. I've got this, the bed Isn't in the background. It's funny, we've got this perception thing because I honestly, when you came on, thought Jesus, it was pretty professional. Oh, that's good. That's good. This is my. This is me at my rookie level. So oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You have to tune in, tune into my podcast. I do it from the studio every Sunday. So well, we're easily impressed, obviously. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's your podcast about? So it's about uh, love, life, and loss, and the pursuit of filmmaking glory. And um, my oh. mate and I have been, my best friend and I have been doing it for uh, about six years now. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's just sort of us chatting about um, you know filmmaking and pursuing our goals and our dreams as filmmakers, but also it's kind of about our friendship. Um, and you know we have sometimes we might fall out on air or we we'll have sort of um, discussions, you know, robust discussions and that type of thing. Or yeah, so it's kind of it's filmmaking, but if you're not into filmmaking, you can still enjoy it because it's about friendship as well. What's the longest you haven't spoken to each other after falling out from an episode? Well, we ha- we had a, a an episode, not the last one, but the one before. We had a, a huge blowout on here, mm. and basically didn't talk for the week until the next episode, and then we postponed the next episode by one day, um, wow. because we had to have a meeting instead to discuss it all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's good. We've been making movies together since we were sixteen, and we're both thirty-eight now. So it's a wow. you know, it's a long old long old journey. Um, yeah. What do you? What do you? Have I seen any films? Sorry, I, you know I've, I've got Netflix. So I can see. I can see you've done your research, Thane, on the guest. That's good. Uh, it's. Um, I've done. Uh, so my big claim to fame would be, well, sort of our big break rather would be. I survived a zombie holocaust, which was a oh, Facebook. Oh. Sorry, a, a, a film commission film. Was um, Rhiannon in that one? Yes, Rhiannon Johannick was in that one. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that was. Um, that was. That's got everyone's uh, attention. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was the um, I was the lead in that, and my bestie was the writer director, and and we both had a hand in the producing as well, um, and so so that was kind of our big um, yeah our big break I guess in 2015, and then since then we've gone on to make a second feature film called Older, and a web series which um, is called Immy the Vegan, but we ended up. Uh, cutting it so so what happened was we've got a sales agent in LA so we took this um uh web series and we cut it into a feature length cut um in order to to um to uh do a cast and crew screening at the cinema we needed one super cut and then we had this cut and we were like well shit why don't we ask our sales agent if they would be interested in representing it as a feature and so they said yes and we ended up getting that as a feature film um up on amazon prime and tubi and stuff like that as well so now we've got three feature films 
up available. Hey, what's the, what's yeah. the feedback when you go on Amazon Prime? That's awesome. What happens? Do people start tracking you down? Do, do, do you get listener comments? Do, do they give you <laughs> statistics or analytics? What, what, what happens after that? You just get a cheat just, against the end of it. We just get a... Um, a report, a quarterly report. So we get quarterly reports from our sales agent, basically, that tells right. us um, how much our film has made. Um, and we do get a bunch of reviews and, and people do look us up, um, which is really super cool. That's cool. I, I, um, you know, obviously it makes you a bit, sort of makes it, it's one of those little moments where you're like, hey, it's all worth that actually. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the rest of the time you're like, oh, I'm making these movies for no money for, for you know, years on end and, and yeah. working on all of this stuff, you know, um, slaving yeah. away. And uh, and then, you know, every now and then someone messages you, messages you and go, hey, I watched your movie and I really liked it. Uh, you know, well done. And you go, ah, mm. it's all it's worth nice. it. That's nice. I like that. What, what's yeah. the biggest thing you've lost by pursuing this filmmaking, you know, producer oh. career? What have you lost out of this whole thing? Well, I would say that, um, I mean, I definitely feel like I've put my relationships on the, yeah. um, you know, to, I've made them somewhat secondary, you know, yeah. more like, more like any relationship. I'm like, how's it going to fit in with my filmmaking career? And if they're kind of a nine to five pleb, you know, I'm a bit like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, so yeah. I do feel like that's perhaps kind of affected my, you know, I, I, you know, yeah, I do feel like that's probably affected my relationships. Um, and then also just, you know, the idea that it's like, I want to kind of achieve first as a creative person and then settle down and, you know, whatever, have kids and get married and this type of thing. Mm. And so the problem is that if you never, if you keep trying, but you never actually achieve, then you're always just kind of putting off the kids and the and the marriage mm. and the mortgage and all of that type of stuff and you're just stuck in Never Neverland mm. um, filmmaking Never Neverland so, so what are the steps that you are you're wanting to take in order to kind of justify that to yourself that you've achieved what you're wanting to achieve before you get to that stage um, the music in my ears can we take that out yeah sure or is that shit sweet <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry what was the question so um, what is what is the threshold I suppose that you have for yourself oh, yes, what is yes. it that would give you yes that so my, my 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 goal right is to make uh, creative content full time and make a living out of it mm-hmm. um, and that's that's really it I mean I'm not I'm not aiming for jacuzzis and mansions you know I'm just aiming for like sustainability I just want to be able to make a living making content that sounds like a great life to me. Um, you know, I decide when I'm going to work because I've got enough money because I've got all these other projects which have, mm-hmm. have this passive income building up in the background. And then I can be like, cool, what are we working on next? What's the next big thing that, you know, I want to do or we want yeah. to do? Um, and so, yeah, really, I mean, I guess it's freedom, right? It's the same thing yeah. that probably everybody wants, right? You want that freedom, yeah. but I want freedom from creating art. Uh, you know, I want to freedom for myself from the industry of creating art. So, um, so yeah, I'd say that's about where I'll say, Hey, I'm a complete um, success now. Once I start getting enough money from say YouTube and my movies and my podcast and all that to kind of just live that life. And is it something that you feel like you can do from New Zealand or do you feel like, Oh man, once this is all done and dusted, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to LA where it's all happening, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I did try to go to LA. Uh, I was going there 
Um, and it was actually, it was, I was going there with my ex who had to move there. And, um, my, my intention was to go and I went over and I got a manager, which was part of my, uh, visa application. I, I was applying for an O1 visa, which is the alien yeah. of extraordinary ability visa. Um, and I was, I had to have, for example, a manager, um, and I had to only make a living out of, um, the industry that I'm supposedly an exceptional alien in. Um, yep. So I couldn't, for example, be a waiter at night to pay for my auditions during the day or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, I did um, sort of try to do that, but ultimately she went without me uh, and I uh, ended up staying in New Zealand. But I don't know, I'm not too, I'm not in too much of a hurry, especially in this kind of post COVID world to like rush mm. off to LA. I kind of feel like there's actually quite a lot of opportunities in New Zealand and there's also you know, nowadays with the internet and the the metaverse on its way, you know, you can you can make a living anywhere in the world. I think, yeah. um, you know, doing this stuff, it's really just Haven't about finding in, that audience. Relationship in badly with the one in Zealand. No, it was pretty good actually. Um, um, I've I haven't really had any bad relationships. You know, um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still Facebook friends with all of them, so I must be doing something right. Um, no, it was very amicable. It was very amicable, really. Um, it was a big part of it was distance, obviously, because, yeah. you know, she she's over there, got a brand new life, um, you know, and we're sort of so far apart. So, you know, it does make sense. And, and perhaps it was a little bit unrealistic anyway to have this dream that I might move to L.A. and be able to make enough money, you know, just from performing and from working within the creative industries. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. You'll never know, right? Yeah. You know what's got a good... I think Larry David, you know, kind of yeah. like writer. Um, he's kind of he had the success of Seinfeld, which I don't know if that could be replicated. Uh, he's made his money in reruns now. He takes on different. He's got his own TV show. Which but I is think how many the best part about him, though, is eh? that he, he like the best part about him is that he's able to achieve all of that, but be extremely nonchalantly irritated about everything and people just have to accept it. And I love that. Like mm. I could, I mean, I wouldn't want to be that irritated and like annoyed by everything because it would be a terrible way to live. But imagine being mm. able to having the freedom to just be like, oh, yeah. this is just, you know, I don't care. I hate it all. And everyone's like, yes, more. <laughs> <laughs> we love this about you. Yeah. yeah. What a way to make a living, just mm. by being completely unenthused. Well, it sounds like a dream if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, everything's going your way, right? I mean, it's all gone filmmaker and, you know, visual content way. With all the streaming platforms at the moment, uh, New Zealand on air giving money to online stuff, TVNZ supporting it on demand, Discovery coming in and kicking in some tin to make some stuff happen. There's a lot of opportunities out there for you. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I do think you're right, um, and it's merely it's it's really a matter of um, finding the time of day to chase them all and to to you know do the hard yards and create the, the actual content and find yeah. the money and all of these types of things, while also trying to have a, a an actual life as well and all your normal kind of day to day things that you have to do. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's, there's a world of opportunity out there um, because of the internet and because of streaming and because of all of this stuff. It's really um, made it that anybody, you know, I think anybody can can kind of be a star from their bedroom. Mm. Um, they've just got to 
figure out what their angle is, figure out how to appeal to an audience. And I guess that's kind of the hard bit, right? Do you think that's eroding the industry, though, of film and television where budgets are being reduced because they're seeing people be able to produce content with so much less? Do you know what Mm. I mean? Does that make Mm. any sense? And so it's almost like we devalue the entire thing by making it so easy to... You know, it's so mm. easy to create this content. Well, is it really, though? Like, mm. as you say, it takes quite a lot of time. It takes quite a lot of effort, planning, and all of those things. And, you know, on a set, obviously, you'd have people who are extremely skilled at doing certain things. You know, you'd, you've got wardrobe, you've got lights, you've got sound, and all that sort of stuff. And you know, are we eroding that industry, though? I think that's probably just... That's probably just what progress looks like, really. You can't, you know, you can't stop it, right? So as the technology gets more affordable and everything becomes more accessible, I don't really know how they could sort of stop it. I think it's just just the way it is, really. Um, but the truth is that having money, obviously, uh, is, makes it a lot quicker and a lot easier. You know, our films take a long, long, long time because basically we're getting people to do all the post-production for favors. Um, right. And, and so they're kind of working on their own schedules. And, mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it does still take us a really long time. Um, and um, But those big budgets, it doesn't really affect me because those big budgets I've never – I've never received them, you know. <laughs> the biggest budget we had was was I survived a zombie holocaust was $250,000, which is yeah. a lot of money to me, um but it's not really very much money to make a feature film. Yeah. Um so yeah, we got there and it you know, it's out there and I do encourage people to go and check it out if they get the chance. I survived a zombie holocaust. It's on iTunes and Amazon Prime and Tubi and um a number of other places. You just check it out. Are you easy um an easy person to buy presents for? I mean, do your parents go, oh, let's get him a director's chair for his birthday? <laughs> oh, get one of those clapper things from the novelty shop. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm. I'm not actually a director myself. I do direct right. bits and little bits and pieces, but I don't. Um, I don't certainly don't need a a, a director's chair. Um, yeah. but yes, I am easy to buy for because if you're ever unsure, just buy me a bottle of wine. You know, it's just nice. buy me a bottle of booze or something. You know, I'm. I'm super easy to shop for. Um, I'm also quite a good communicator. So if you know, mm. if you if anybody out there wants to buy me something, just ask me what I need, and I'll tell you. Um, but. Yeah, I think I'm pretty easy. I guess we'll see, right? At Christmas time, if I get a bunch of crap presents, I'll be like, ah, I guess I'm quite hard to buy for. <laughs> yeah, we're not like when I was doing, trying to get into radio years ago, and then I was just obsessed with radio and all that kind of stuff. And then my family, like, you're still bouncing around this radio thing, are you? You know, all that kind of thing. And any kind of, oh, we bought you a couple of cassette tapes or here's <laughs> a dumb microphone from, you know, that always give you, or oh, here's some headphones. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, I, um, I, I I actually work in radio as well. Uh, little known fact. So so I've got kind of two careers, right? I'm yeah. a filmmaker. I make films with my bestie, um, mm. and under that umbrella fits kind of all of my producing stuff. So I work, um, you know, making these movies, acting, and things. I count it's all part of this filmmaking stuff. I also work yeah. for uh, New Zealand's biggest and best short film festival. It's called Show Me Shorts Film Festival. Oh. Uh, I've been working for them for quite a few years as well. And so that all kind of fits under the producing mm. umbrella. But the other side of my career that is the one that actually makes me most of the money is I'm, I work in live broadcasting. So it's mostly live broadcast TV. And I just came back from Tokyo 
um, for the Olympics recently where I put, I put graphics on the Olympics and, um, but I also work in radio as a technical producer. So, um, I'm not sure what you would call that Thane. You might call it a panel op maybe, or a, hey, but I would well, call it a te- technical so. producer. So sitting there putting, fading up, calling guests, you know, answering phones, that type of thing. Well, just like um, magic talk or something. Uh, I've done it on, yes, TP. So I've done it on on a few different uh, networks, um, mostly sports-related, sports networks. But I'm I'm a freelancer, so I kind of work for everybody. That's cool. Yeah, so if you actually, if you need any TPs in the radio thing, you just, you know, (laughs) I'm available, I'm just saying. Absolutely. (laughs) I remember my, my, I had a a job, I was working in a lousy South Auckland radio station. It was like, County's Manukau radio or something. Won't name names. Won't name names. Yeah. And then <laughs> I got my big break while being on I-98 FM um, right after Love Songs Till Midnight back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember they just asking me, do you know how to panel up? And, like, I wouldn't have a clue how to panel operate yeah. anything. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, sure I do. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. it's easy, man. <laughs> Two thumbs up. I can do this. Yeah. And I remember on the night I started, I just came in two hours early and watched the guy. And then yeah. he was kind of like, how hard can it be? You know, really. That's the trick. Yep. I reckon yeah. that's, that's the trick with life, right? Is yeah. just say, yeah. say, yes, say yes and then figure it out. Um, you know, and oftentimes I'll look at people that are doing jobs and I'll say, mm. well, look, if they can do it, you know, if they can figure it out, I can yeah. probably figure it out. I just need to be shown it. I just need to, totally. you know, wrap my head around it. So, so yeah, it's a good attitude if you ask me. Say yes and then figure it out later. That's yeah. it. What could, what could go wrong? Jump and build wings on the way down, I like to say. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's true. Good. That makes sense. It's really, it is one of my favorite little things to see as well as people who I find, and this could come across as really negative and awful thing to say, but... You know, I like to see people that I think are stupid and uh, yeah. that have done really well. And I go, okay, yeah. if that dum dum can yeah. do that, I mean, mm-hmm. this is going to be, this is going to be easy. Let's do this. Like, you yeah. know, it's just nice to see someone who you go, I really, I feel like I'm smarter than that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? No, exactly. I reckon that's a great. Great use of the word dum dum too. It's such a I like bag, isn't it? dum dum, especially in like a serious argument, particularly with you actually, Thane. Yeah. Like if you said, I'm like, whatever dum dum, like, and you're just floored. Like there's no comeback from that. No. What are you going to say? No. I'm not a dum dum. Like really? Well, you sound like a dum dum. <laughs> you big dum dum. It's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a fantastic, um, horrible thing to say to somebody that, you know, no one should say. Don't Joe Ford's got a message here. Do you have Christmas decorations up? Well, let's go around the room, everybody. Uh, Harley first. Uh, I have actually just bought my very first Christmas tree, uh, first actual Christmas tree. I don't think I've ever bought a Christmas tree at all, but I remember, you know, my mum would get us a real Christmas tree sometimes. So, you know, it's not my first experience of a real Christmas tree, but it's the first time as an adult that I've actually gone out and, and paid for a Christmas tree. Good so I, I've gone out, I've paid for my first Christmas tree. It's currently not exactly decorated. It's got a few lights on it, but mm. I'm a conscientious consumer, you see. So I'm doing my best to not buy plastic um you know, junk to throw on it. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm, uh, you know, I only want to get kind of like paper decorations and something a bit more mm-hmm. biodegradable. Um, and so, so yeah, it's a little bit uh, underdressed at the moment, but um, that's all going to change tomorrow. 
Boy, she's, she's tricky to be conscious at Christmas, isn't it? Especially yeah, it decorations. is. Tricky. I'll tell you a little uh, Snoopy secret I saw today, mm. and I thought that is a beautiful way to decorate a tree. Someone had bought, you know, those stems of orchids, um, mm. and they sort of they hang down, and but then there's a stem at the end. So you get a bunch of those, and they have a little water capsule thing on the bottom, and you actually just place it inside the tree. So it's just beautiful flowers that will obviously decay, um, and you know it's not wasteful. All oh, right, okay. Gotcha. Thank mm. you. I was expecting someone to be more impressed. I mean, if you see the photo, you'll be like. Well, I mean, how conscientious what do you want to get? I mean, because you could get a whole lot of snails to run mm. them up, you know, they could leave a nice silvery trail throughout. What the you could do, though, is you could pick up rubbish from the beach and then put that on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's actually a good Instagram project. You could do that, right? Take your beautiful tree and then yeah. go get some rubbish, some litter, yeah. um, and, and use the litter to decorate the tree, especially yeah. if you use like Coca-Cola plastic bottles. Coca-Cola yeah. plastic bottles, because that'll go completely viral with the whole Coke and Christmas well, maybe we could put a turtle with a plastic straw in its nose on the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as it's a real turtle. Yeah, it's must be real and still dying, like in the process, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's going to go well. Jamie Oxley says, hello, Harley, I started listening to your nine-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, don't listen to that one. That one's a waste yes. of time. That, okay. that was it was it was nine it was nine hours, uh, and my co-creator and I had a. Well, I, I, yeah, I guess a, a, dis- a disagreement on here, um, which which happens. Like I mentioned earlier, it does happen. Ooh. So every um, year or so. We'll have a big blow up on here about, you know, which way we think the business should be going and how we should be operating. And basically, we just kind of get it all out. Um, and then normally what happens is afterwards, the next episode's normally quite a good one. Uh, and that formula was true this time. We had an episode, a couple episodes back. Uh, terrible. Don't recommend anybody goes and listens to it. And then... Um, the new episode was great. The new episode was really, uh, you know, it was really fun. And, you know, we kind of had, we got it all off our chest in the previous episode. So, I mean, it was a night, it was literally a nine and a half hour show. Um, and it was basically one hour of good show and eight and a half hours of us screaming at each other. Um, so, <laughs> it could be entertaining though. It could be. People watch it like a, it's actually got better view time than our other episodes. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. because, you know, people are, people like watching this kind of, train wreck um yeah. you know like reality tv bullshit mm, yeah. so it's, it's sort of yeah i can see why they they watched it um yeah, yeah. and by you saying don't watch it people want to yeah. watch it yeah, yeah. well our hey, show yeah. is called the guy and harley podcast so if anybody wants to go and check it out the guy and harley podcast okay. it's on all your favorite platforms it's on youtube and spotify and itunes and twitch and facebook and um all the rest of the places. So, so um, I'm actually restreaming. I'm actually restreaming this very episode out onto um, my channel as well. Oh, oh sweet! Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Well, thank um, you, Joe Ford. A good idea is to get decorations from a second-hand shop. That is Amen. a good idea. Good call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or invest in some decorations and keep them. Mm. That's mm. what I have done. I have a mm. Christmas box, and just it goes out. It goes back in. Everything has its own space for each bauble. Um, mm. I'm really showing my control freak colors here, but you know, every there's a little place for everything, and then it gets tucked back in its box. Lid goes on. Pop it away in the garage. You no, know, comes out every year. No waste. 
Harley's just got his first Christmas tree. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of Christmas experience under your belt. Yes, that's You're true. like an old master. Mm. I am. I can impart yeah. some of my skills to you, Harley. Um, yeah. My problem was I didn't want to have a Christmas box. I was like, oh. if I have a bunch of plasticky stuff in my Christmas box, yeah. then I'm stuck with this Christmas box, which I only use once a year, you know? So I was like, no, no, no. You only use a Christmas tree once a year as well. Why don't you just get nothing? Well, I do normally get nothing. That's the thing. So, <laughs> what's, the, what's the difference here? I mean, you sound like the Grinch. What's happening? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. You tell I, um, I love Christmas. I am a Christmas lover. So I've yeah. got my back up about this situation here. I can't well, believe I like, it. I do like Christmas. Um, I just want somebody else to handle all of the, all of the decorating. Oh, you know, it's but, laziness. But, but yeah, laziness. Can, okay, okay. Lack okay, of enthusiasm, okay. perhaps. But Please I do no, like you need it. A wife. That's, yeah. I'm not trying to put gender roles on mm. anybody, but like, fucking love Christmas and I love yeah. decorating that tree. Okay. And then when you have kids, you uh-huh. get to experiencing you experience them putting all your stuff on wrong. Yeah. And then you have to go and redo it in the nighttime. But you don't <laughs> yeah. we, we, we we come from a long line of like Christmas people are turning up for it. even the birthdays, right? When anyone in our family has a birthday, they wake up to those destroy Balloon. the um, um, environment balloons. Um, with their age on it and a whole lot of um, balloons on the floor and then their choice of breakfast. That's how the day starts Mm -hmm. off and everyone loves it. Mm. I used to, when the kids were little, cover them in the balloons and it was an immersive experience as they awoke. It was like, what is that? It's a a good idea. I bet that was very special for them. I bet that's something they will remember. They do. And you know what? Because they enjoyed it so much, now everyone has to have it. So even, you know, adult, big or small, you have mm. to have your balloons. It's a real thing. It's like it's mm-hmm. your birthday. That's what you get. So it's quite special. And Christmas is the same. But as you as you do have children, then they start to bring home um, lovely homemade hanging de- decorations and things and wreaths from kindy. So, mm-hmm. you know, really, all in all, you start to build this box without having to buy any cheap, crappy plastic mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, good, good. Well, I'm doing a. I've been, I've been invited on Saturday to do to perform at a um, to perform poetry at a climate related event. And the the event I I would I would plug it, but they haven't actually sent me the link the link yet. Um, but it's a it's an event. Um, and it's kind of about carbon emissions and Christmas and how to kind of like have a, a more environmentally friendly Christmas. It's not my event. I just got asked to go and do poetry at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um. So, yeah, it's kind of a bad time for me to be buying plastic um, uh, stuff to put on the tree because then I'll be a total hypocrite, um, you know, then, you know, yelling at people via poetry, the medium of poetry over the internet about how they shouldn't buy plasticky things. Um, so, yeah, that's happening on Saturday. This Saturday. Just, um, well, yeah, I mean, maybe you don't buy it. It's just gifted to you. Mm. So, yeah, no, no I, did think, um, I did think if, if somebody gave this stuff to me, well, I would happily put it on my tree. Well, that's nice. It's a good idea, isn't it? Fantastic. Um, Joe Ford so, said the sound is gone. Is it? Is it okay? I can hear everybody here fine. Um, you can hear me. My sounds. I I, I did take I off can my hear um, everybody. You know. yeah. Anyways, um, plans for tomorrow, everybody, uh, because it is Freedom Day for Aucklanders. Uh, Harley, are you in Auckland? I am indeed. Yep. Okay. Are you going out for dinner or something nice? Mm, mm, no, I hadn't planned on it. Um, 
tomorrow I've got my um, my yoga class at 5.30 p.m. And then I've got my uh, my Christmas tree decorating afterwards. Mm. And that's really about ooh, about the extent of my um, my Freedom Day plans. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it, to be honest. I'm so boring, aren't I? Got no exciting yes. plans for anything for Big Freedom Day. <laughs> you hate Christmas. I hate not- Christmas. <laughs> I hate Freedom Day. I don't hate Christmas and I do like Freedom Day and I'm excited. I'm excited for the economy. I'm excited to get out again. Uh, and I am kind of hoping, obviously, to get back to a kind of a something, some sort of semblance of normality. Um, yeah. I was in, I've been in this lockdown the same amount of time as everybody else, obviously. But before this lockdown began, I did two weeks of isolation, of MIQ isolation. So halfway through the MIQ isolation, this lockdown began. Um, so I was already in isolation for, you know, a week and a bit. And then the lockdown began. And then before that, I was in Japan and I was kind of in lockdown. And then for about for two weeks or more. So this has been the longest, well, for me, a very long lockdown. What's Japan like? Uh, it was very cool. It was, um, I mean, to be honest, I didn't get the chance to explore it in the way you would really want to because um, obviously the, at the time they had a big COVID, like they had declared a national emergency at the time of the Olympics and they were getting something like 5,000 cases a day in Tokyo. Um, yeah. And so obviously I was kept generally quite separate from the population. I basically saw Japan, I witnessed Japan through a window. So I saw it through my hotel window. I saw it through bus windows and I saw it through the compound that I worked in but i wasn't out sorry yeah very annoying it was quite frustrating you go all that way you want to get out there and see it i did get a few days though i got one beach day and one shopping day um in tokyo um but the first 10 days or 14 days that i was there or something i was Mm. not allowed to go out um uh, you know and be with people that weren't within my work bubble so i wasn't allowed to go shopping um, and so, so yeah, um, but I, I did, I did really enjoy it and I'd love to go back, um, in a more kind of normal time. Um, yeah. cause at one point I found myself in a karaoke bar that was not meant to be open, um, because everything was supposed to be closed, but it was a, oh. apparently it was a Yakuza owned bar. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was a gang owned bar so they, they could just they be, be open like, anyway. I think we'll. We'll just keep the karaoke going, guys. Yeah, yeah. If anyone comes in and tries to fuck with the microphone, just kill them, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they take well, it very seriously over there. The karaoke is, like, yeah. number one. Yeah. Well, Japan's I, I, like that movie um, that Bill Murray's in, you know? Um, uh, he's an actor and he does I know that what you mean. Um, yeah. With that chick and they're staying mm, in a hotel. Yeah, I know exactly the one you mean. It almost came to my head, um, uh, but I can't quite remember the name either. But yes, okay, I do exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, um, yeah, well, so um, I found myself in this Yakuza bar, and I but it was very had a very low ceiling, and it had everyone was you know singing into the microphones, and even I sang into the microphone, and I just knew that microphone was just covered in COVID, and there was like one bathroom, oh, yeah. and it was this low ceilings, everyone breathing on each other, and it was super loud, so everyone would kind of yell into your ear and breathe all over your face, you know, and I was no, like, okay. Well, I don't know if I can say that word, but screw it, I'm out. Um, and so I just I left that bar quite quickly. Yeah. So that feels like a fair enough scenario. It was Lost in Translation is the movie, isn't it? That's the one. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Joe work. Ford's wife is apparently uh, Japanese. That's okay. Good on God, I love ramen. I just love ramen so well, much. I have Sophia, so much respect for ramen. 
you're going to be very upset at me because I went to a ramen place in Japan, an authentic ramen place in Japan, and I didn't yeah. order ramen, and I still have not to this day tried ramen. I need to leave. Yeah. So he hates <laughs> Christmas. He hates ramen. Yeah. What else? <laughs> what? Yeah. I can't believe we're interviewing this guy right now. <laughs> Who is this bum? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a fan of ramen either, to be honest. Well, I, I, I might oh. be. I just I didn't try it. I forgot. Holly doesn't know yet if he likes decorations on the tree or ramen, okay? <laughs> He's still hanging in the balance. Thane yeah. is a lost cause. Yeah. He doesn't like ramen. It's too brothy for you, isn't it? Too too fishy. I absolutely love ramen, says Joe Ford. I went to an yes. authentic ramen place and ordered the most best ramen ever. I, like I had the way one ramen it and it was like... Was yuck, and I thought this is disgusting. No, come on, again. yummy. Hey Joe, what's the best ramen in Auckland? If you're in Auckland, give us the uh, give us the, the good. Scoop. You know what I like to watch, mm. and and it's um, the chef's table. Oh yeah. Okay, that's like if I'm having a bad day, chef's table. I'm going to go and pick up some yummy food stuff. I'm going to put that on. I'm going to cook. I'm going to pretend that I live in Italy. It's going to be a good time. But one of the best ones on there is the ramen guy, and I can't remember his name. I'll Google it and I'll, yeah, I'll say it before we go. But it was a good chat, wasn't it, Thane? It was this a good guy, chat. Yeah, he has an incredible life story. You always come back to that episode as well. You come back to that episode and you come back to the guy who makes the cheese. <laughs> Massimo. I love Massimo. I just, he is the most gorgeous human being. He is so fun he just looks like a fun person to hang out with have you do you know who i'm talking about here harley uh who is he sorry say it again his... massimo batora i think is his mm. name or could be batora he um is an italian chef and he's very cute and okay. has a lot of um energy mm-hmm. he's not very the salt bay no no he's far more like dynamic and italian and like okay. someone you'd want to actually have a conversation with rather than yeah. salt bay who's like yeah he's mm. more like an earthy salt of the land kind of a that's not a thing you know salt bay unbelievable yeah, that seems a bit intense doesn't it yeah <sighs> i can't believe you've been doing a podcast like for, what did you say? Ten years or six years? No, six, six years. years. But we've been making movies oh, for twenty oh, years or so, uh, or a little bit more. So what six years that? on the podcast. Um, and if people are listening and enjoying this banter, then do please go and check out the Guy and Harley podcast. Mm. Um, we're not there, but he is. So. We're not there, but he is. <laughs> what six years on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, what was the first um, camera you using? Were you guys using video cameras? I was using an M seven. Uh, mm. Back in the day from Panasonic running mm. a VHS and I bumped up to super VHS when mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a film. Yeah. Well, it was a Hi8 something. I don't remember the exact brand or what it was. My co-creator, we used to do a milk run together and he yeah. saved up his milk run money and hire purchased a camera and a Hi8 a tape camera. And that was what we shot our first um, film on. And it was a zombie film in a graveyard next to our school in Dunedin oh. because we, had, we were walking home from detention one day because we <laughs> no doubt 
being punished for some daring political stunt and mm. they um uh, we were walking through this graveyard near our school and um and my co-creator guy pigden said um hey this would be a cool place to shoot a zombie film um and then he wrote a zombie film and he went out and and bought this camera and that was really the birth of it all um yeah. and that was yeah that was where we began so it was a high eight mm, tape camera and it was and the the films were edited on two vcrs so the old play you know, yeah. record, stop, play, record, stop. You know, he was, it was all analog editing on two VCRs. Um, so, yeah, it was t- technology has changed a lot. I, I do envy um, this kind of new generation of filmmakers because if there's anything you don't know, you just Google it. You don't have to learn that stuff manually. You just go to YouTube and find it. You don't need to like figure that stuff out. You don't need to have two VCRs and figure it out. And so, yeah, I feel like film uh, and content creation is like going in these big leaps and bounds um, advancing um, and it's because of all of this communal information that's available uh, via YouTube and these other mediums and so so yeah I'm kind of envious basically because I feel like if we had had that technology available when we were 16 then Mm. actually you know probably we'd be rich and famous by now Um, but you know we're pioneers instead. Yeah. That's it, and there's still time. There's still yeah. time. I'm, yeah. um, I'm, I'm producing a short film at the moment, um, and it's all in Mandarin. So, um, wow, yeah. So it's a short film being shot in January, and it's for a Mandarin-speaking director who's written a story. Um, the cast is all in in Mandarin. Sorry, the cast are all Chinese-speaking Mandarin. Um, and so as a result, I'm finding a Mandarin-speaking crew because the director and the director of photography are already um, going to be speaking Mandarin and the cast are really already going to be speaking Mandarin. So it makes sense to get as many Mandarin speakers as, as possible for the, mm. you know, efficiency. Um, and so, so yeah, I'm making that. Uh, I'm sort of – that's one of my jobs at the moment is I've got to find these various actors. These, um, For example, I need about a, a, a – there's a – kid character who's sort of eight to 12 years old who speaks mandarin so i'm looking for a mandarin speaking you know kid who can act um and that's actually actually quite that's actually quite tough you got one yeah Yeah. okay fluent but lola our daughter is uh learning mandarin how much mandarin does she need (laughs) <laughs> well, she would need a wee bit. She would need a wee bit because she um, gets in an argument with her dad in it. So, but hey, yeah, we can I talk. actually think Let's she see. could do that. We'll talk off air. She's a fantastic little actress. She's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. And she loves the Duolingo. She's been learning uh, yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I, I, I know a small amount of Mandarin. Do you mind if I go ahead and give that to yeah. you right now? Please. Okay, here you go. Wadizu. That is so impressive. Lola comes out with one, she's like, wow, wow, or something rather. And then as the answer, our four-year-old goes, Nina. What did you just, Harvey, what did you say? What was that? So it was a script that I learned um, for an ad for a um, it's called a spec ad. So it's not a real ad. It's an ad being made by an enthusiast, you know, an aspiring, um, you know, director. Um, And so he's kind of 
made his own ad um, and it's for a Duolingo type um, product and it's yeah. coming out soon. He's going to release it. He's, um, I mean, he's tra- he's pitching it to these apps and seeing if they're interested, but if they're not, then um, he's going to release it on YouTube or wherever. Um, and so I had to learn that dialogue for my, um, my role in that um, as a, a guy who's learning uh, Mandarin in order to propose to his uh, partner, his Mandarin speaking partner. And so I said, since the day I met you, I knew I wanted to be with you forever. Uh, one other thing, can't quite remember what that is right now, but so from the moment I saw you, I knew I wanted to be with you forever. Um, Sophia, will you marry me? <laughs> I just got proposed to you for the first time in my life. Look at that. Yes, yes. There was one extra bit. There was something else in there, but yes. Um, so, yeah, so that was what I learned. Fantastic. It's awesome. language to learn, I think, though, because yeah. there is, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. And I always say that to Lola, like, you're going to have an advantage. <coughs> and, you know, a lot of people learn, you know, a lot of different languages. And the, the romance languages are really popular. But I think that there's something to be said for learning a language with a country that is so dominant. Uh, and it's only becoming more and more dominant that it's it's a good idea. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to um, find work with uh, Chinese filmmakers. That's kind of what I'm aiming for a little bit here. I'm thinking of maybe I can kind of, you know, break into that market a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe I can be the white guy who speaks a small amount of Mandarin, you know, as long as it's a, yeah. a script, a short enough script, you know. Um, totally. So, yeah. Well, you a even know. Niche. Have you yeah. ever heard anyone say niche but then call it a niche? Uh, <laughs> I, I believe I have, yes. Yes. And, and, and it makes right. me question myself because I yes. go, wait a minute, am I saying it wrong? Should I be saying yes. niche audience? I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had that moment and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk about it because then if I am wrong, I look like I'm open to, uh, you know, having a conversation with myself about it. But otherwise, I'm just exposing everyone else's, uh, you don't say it like that. I'm mm. right. Yeah. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I'm right. I like just to find right. your niche. You're just going to <laughs> awful, is it? Not, I think there's maybe an American thing where they maybe call it niche. But mm. what, what are you watching on um, the streaming platforms? Anything interesting? Are you watching Succession? Are you watching Yellowstone? Are you watching The Great? Mm. The Great. I'm, watch, I'm watching Narcos Mexico season three currently, um, and I just finished the 9/11 documentary as well. Um, the one that came out for the anniversary, um, yeah. and those are those are about it at the moment. Um, but there's lots of great stuff out there on the old Netflix. The yeah, Unabomber Manifesto, uh, the Unabomber in his own words. I quite liked that one. Oh, that yeah. sounds scary. Um, <laughs> Joe Thane is going to RMB. I think we're both going to go next year, aren't we, Thane? Yeah, it's going to be good. Any news about that, eh? RMB is off. Yeah, I thought it was not. Is it happening or is it not happening? Not happening. No. It's not happening because the locals don't want it. No, because I think they don't have. They're not up to ninety percent. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, awkward. Yeah. Well, well mate. Hey, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. I've enjoyed it. And um, keep absolutely. Up the yeah. Thank you. I look forward to seeing your Christmas tree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah all right well look if if people would like to um see what i'm doing um please do check out the guy and harley podcast facebook.com slash guy and harley or um youtube.com uh 
search for the guy and Harley podcast. Um, the main, the main name I make films under is Pigville productions. And so that's our main YouTube channel is, um, Pigville P I G V I L L E. That's the keyword. Um, Cute. and that's uh, Harley Neville and guy Pigden. So Pigden Neville Pigville. We came up, came up with it when we were 16. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been that's a great a chat and enjoy me. your evening. Mm-hmm. And we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks, Sounds mate. good. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Harley Neville, everybody. Oh, very interesting. Good chat. Um, very good chat. Joe, can I please join you both? We are about to head off. Do we have time, Thane? I think we do. do. Just, Let's do Joe, it. Let's Joe, just click on that uh, little link, buddy boy. It's in the comments section. And uh, come and... Come and join us. Jump on. on. So he was saying that there's an authentic ramen place in the IMAX centre, which is like Aotea Square. You know, when you go in and there's that little rocket ship up and down to the movies? Yes. And I know that one, and I hope that it's still there because I am going to – oh, he wants to join us at R&V, not on the show. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, probably hey, not. Next week, <laughs> everybody, I'm going to try and come to you live from Chapel Bar and Bistro. Uh, so uh, you're not going to try and do that, are you? Yeah, on a Sunday. I mean, we're free. Oh, not Sunday. No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like a, maybe a Wednesday or a Thursday night next week. Now that we can take like the show on the road. This is going to be very interesting proposition. Why are you still itching? Hmm? You're still itching. Yeah, man. I need some more relief. Itching everywhere. Got dermatitis. Joe's going to join us next week. Yay! Thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, Benny. Hey, hey you guys. Great show, guys. Rated its tits off. Um, yes. You've done it again. Um, old mate Neville's done it again. Uh, incredible life story. Um, <laughs> how's the skin feeling there, bud? Yeah, I'm still um, still not the best. Uh, still very itchy. Yeah. Um, but I'm, From I'm the agave. Really. Yeah, the agave. It's uh, it's a succulent, but uh, just beware the juice from the agave will um, break out. You'll break out in a, a rash and uh, yeah. you get dermatitis. You need like giant <laughs> gloves for dishwashing. Well, you know, you do you need a long sleeve, you mm. need gloves. Like those ones for vets. Well, yeah. what you do at that stage is that's the point when you delegate the work. Yeah. Oh, what happened to all your books? Um, the green screen was running really slow. I'm going to give feedback to the developers. Um, they're doing a shit job at their end. Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to read some books for Dan. I was trying to get out. I was trying to, uh, you know, look up a freaking information on the Dewey Decimal System, and I couldn't find the right. <laughs> I haven't heard that for like twenty years. The decimal system. Well, look, every um, it's sort of like that was the the thing that they used at primary school to check if you had any sort of mental cognizance or whether you were full full blown sort of put them in the uh, special learning uh, portion of the school. Keep it, hold them back. Hold this one back. He doesn't understand uh, referencing books, finding information on the Dewey Decimal System. System, uh, that's how you weed out basically the, the sort of mong mongs from the capable students. from the men. It's the Dewey Decimal System. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and um, when you think about it, um, 
human humans now are a little bit like the Dewey Decimal System. We've all been assigned a, a sort of a, a, a digital number. We've got this digital mm. global ID now, don't we, guys? So yeah. we're all accountable. So, look, you know, be careful what you think. You guys thought some crazy shit in the last hour, and I'd hate to think what the thought cops have to say about half of that stuff. Yeah, well, me too. You and me yeah. both, Jenny Mac. Yeah. Hi, Zara. Don't worry. Hi. I've, been taking, I've been taking notes. I'll be handing it into the government, that's for sure. <laughs> but just uh, now, when are, we, uh, when are we going to go over and see Harley's Christmas tree? You mentioned you wanted to see it. Uh, in a picture. Oh, in a, okay. Right. Guys, um, have you guys heard about podcasts? What is Bomber saying? After 10, it gets a little bit blue. Yeah, that's a quote. That's a quote about the late show. Like, this is the time of night where people start to tune out. They think the show's over because you guys aren't excited enough about the, the next show because you're not you're not viewers, <laughs> frankly. Because you're not fans, you're not viewers. You're not actually part of the because late night. You're not on it. We're just really selfish and self-serving. And selfish, <laughs> lazy, not willing to do the. The dub, double timing the mahi, you see? No, we're like, we're not um, on it, so have fun. That's you know? irrelevant. Good luck, yeah. mate. Okay, you know what? One, one week, that. One week we should so do this, guys. We should do a show swap. Uh, um, you know, Why are your eyes closed again? Go first, we should go last, maybe, for one week. Hey, how come Bomber's oh, – is that common? It's just a quote from Bomber, that's all. Oh, right. that, that would be cool. That's a cool idea, Thane, actually. That would be a wild idea no and a mad swap. experiment. Yeah, because we, our show sort of flies by the seat of uh, seat of its pants. <laughs> 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 Do you like how I said that? Yeah, I like that. Oh, well, enjoy well, your pants and all your seats. That's, that's pretty much us tonight. We were Thane's going to go close his other eye and uh, get some rest. <laughs> I think he might have got a, you know, like it's weird. Oh, it's bad enough getting fluid and you're only alone agave. <laughs> every time, every show, they close a little bit more. <laughs> Talking about gender fluid, you just mm. got a little bit of something in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. All right, well, let's get this shit out of here. Um, Have a great show, mate, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow from 10 o'clock. Thank you. We've got some uh, crazy shit to talk about tonight. We've got crazy – we've got angry Maoris up north. Fantastic. Enjoy those. See you soon. (laughs) Bye. I tell you, those two um, put on one hell of a show, you know, damn near every night of the week. Uh, they are most certainly uh, a very dynamic duo. That was Talk Back with Thane and Sophia. I'm just about to switch up the music here uh, into a little bit of future pop. All right, welcome on board, everyone. We're going to reset the show. We are going to reset the show, bring the bring the graphics off the screen, and roll the intro because we are rolling into a incredible broadcast here. It is Thursday night. It is 10 p.m. on the dot. We have got you in the damn chat. We are starting to actually bring the energy back up because those two look like they had been shot. 
with some sort of sedative uh, that has not happened to us, we are uh, actually, we're energized. We are energized in a whole new way. I wish you'd get energized with me too. We're going to do it here. We're going to do it tonight. We are going to make all your dreams come true right here on Talk and Smack with Benny Mac. Okay, we are live and we have got our producer here, uh, slash uh, intern, Selena Spain, uh, testing, testing, one, two, three, do you copy me? Are you on uh, the line there? Ooh, I can't hear you. Let's do another audio check. Uh, have you got audio bars there? <laughs> Hey, that's, we're going to get, we are going to have uh, the tech team working on that. Are you with us? Can I hear you? Can you hear me? Let's do a sound check. Okay, I'm not hearing a damned thing uh, from Selena Sabane, and for that reason, I'm removing her from the stream until she conducts a audio test. <laughs> uh, incredible stuff. Uh, the hot, the, the hottest muted producer ever, by the way, uh, says Kiwi Bear Muzza in the chat. I appreciate your comment there, Kiwi Bear Muzza. And I believe that Selena Spain appreciates the kind words too. Selena Spain, uh, do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, can you bring us huge yeah. energy? No, I was just going to say, like, all the troubleshooting we did last night with the audio, you know, it's... It was great. It was great. We got yeah. it sorted. I know. And I okay, actually, and we're like, starting a brand new show. Like, yeah, I edited it today, and, um, yeah, it's published in... Yeah. Boom, it's, it's published, guys. Hell of, a, hell of an update. We're live, beginning of the show, three minutes into a, a freaking, a huge new hour, 10 live <laughs> viewers across 15 different social media networks, platforms, and uh, you can watch us basically dang near anything. We've left the screen on green tonight. You can change it what you want. When you edit this show, Selena Spain, you can go ahead and you can change the screen. It could be a thing. I tried to add a Barbados background. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbados. It won't work. It won't work. I tried to do it in the settings and retrieve. Okay, that's going to be a huge problem. Uh, Tell us about Podcash. What do you know about it? Well, obviously, like, Podcash helps me um, (laughs) buy paper and uh, pay for my computer. And um, it helps me pay people to go buy ice blocks and food and just get out of my way so I can write in peace. Sounds like You know what? Podcash helps me by helping me win every day and it's going to help you too. Podcash, it's a whole (laughs) new thing. What does it mean? I don't know what it means. Uh, and that's why I'm going to explain it very clearly to you, the home viewer. We've just dropped a link in the chat here. It's a link in the chat. It's going to be pasted in there. Boom. What up to Yungo? Uh, what up, motherfucker? Uh, we are live on the internet. The link is linked up in the chat. Hit it up. Um, and just, yeah, just get amongst it. Get in here. If you get on the show tonight, you'll go in the drawer to win cash money prizes. Boom, boom, boom. We're giving them away. I'm literally going into my wallet. It's like you're literally creeping up on me, lurching up on me, 
Like you're the weasel sneaking up on me. I'm just trying to go about my daily business, aren't I, Selena Spain? You're literally uh, lifting cash out of my back pocket. Um, you're going through my wallet. You're going, what are all these hey. receipts from? Where's this guy been spending his money? Are hey. they going to even let him in? If, I, I just remembered something. Has anyone been pickpocketed? Oh, damn near. Uh, British B, British B, have you ever been pickpocketed? Has that ever been something that's happened to you, British B? We want to hear about it. I want to know about it. Look at my head. Does it look like I've been hit with a spanner? It wasn't a spanner. It was fire, fire, fire. Better believe it. It's the truth. Would I lie to you? What what exactly happened? Uh, I was burning a bunch of trash. And uh, and I had an ember flying up yes, into the fun. sky, and uh, it came at me, and it stuck onto my head, and uh, Kiwi Bear Muzzer in the chat, uh, art teacher said I can't draw. Did she mean it as in uh, you can't draw? It's the end of the class. Get the hell out! It's lunchtime. Or does she mean you can't draw as in? You're crap at drawing. And because if she meant that, uh, that was when you were a, a little kid, my guy. I'm like, you should be an adult now. You could have used all those years to learn. You shouldn't have been shut down by the man. Uh, you should believe um, that you can draw. You can create that art. You can use computer-aided uh, simulations to create some sort of amazing artwork if you still genuinely are dog shit at art so um, pick up the computer mouse you can digitally paint it's kind of like a symphony of color anything's art these days you can literally shit on a shit the bed and sell it at the museum <laughs> anyway um <laughs> that's highly offensive okay. excellent so, so um, yeah it's never too late to learn art just you know like harley was saying just go on youtube and learn something you don't need to go on a course anymore especially if you're pressed for time like just go and learn online innovate your learning Drawing. techniques Have every been- day always innovate use you t- new techniques learn from mm-hmm. different sources don't always go to the traditional source because you're just going to learn the generic um dog dog shit like yeah, it's gonna be like what you exactly. teach you you're useless um exactly. well, <laughs> you know i was just joking um yeah, but, but um you know yeah, okay but um you could probably um get some good inspiration about put your yeah. own twist on it yes you know what does that mean um because there shouldn't be any rules in art really there shouldn't be any rules because there's oh yeah i wouldn't have thought so i mean there's some there's guidelines techniques. there's techniques guidelines suggestions yeah well someone said to me going on an art course ruins the artist it does it trashes the artist um yeah, british b is the pickpocketer so i got pickpocketed in vietnam years ago um, wow and um what was the damage did they really take a stack of cash or did yeah, you had, let it fly uh what's the currency in vietnam oh it's got to be um, uh, yeah. is not it it's no that's thailand that's thailand it's um someone look it up but anyway um i had a a million 
It was the only time I've held a million dollars in my hand. It was Vietnamese currency. So oh, really? Good. You're joking? Yeah. You lost a million? But, uh, yeah, Vietnamese, and I was like, uh, I was joking. I was joking. It's like, oh look, I'm a millionaire before I'm thirty. Oh, you got this, Rick. Holding, yeah, holding this currency. But anyway, um, went went out for a walk in the evening. Okay. With um my camera back in the day. Out of control. Used, oh, used to use, your camera. Yeah, yep. a little Sony, little digital camera, Sony, I think. Gotcha. And, um, and you got picketed. Yeah, and I had, a, <laughs> yeah, and I had a cash. I'm telling you, cash as well. Ooh. Hundred, whatever their currency was. A fat um, stack of cash. What did it equate to in, in Kiwi currency? Just yeah, that I'm, interest. I'm just one sec. I'll just look it up. Vietnamese. Okay, so it was a million Vietnamese uh, notes. Uh, it might have been f- 400 bucks. Sounds like a bunch well, of cash. It Were was 100 Vietnamese on the walk that he did. Yeah. Okay, and where was it at? Was it at the beach? Was it in the town? Was it at night time? At night. At, at night time. Okay, in- and had you been drinking? Were you drinking? Uh, well, on that occasion, probably not. But, um, no. Okay, you weren't drinking, but had you been taking uh, some photos? Well, just walking through the, kind of walking through the square. The, the the cash. I'm pretty sure the cash was in a little a little uh, bag. A little baggie. And, and the camera. Uh, it was. Oh, Did they yeah. get the camera too? They got the camera and the money. And it without was you realizing. Very weird. Very weird. I just got this airy feeling. Right. Just, I you looked at this guy. Looked at this guy in the eyes. Yeah. It, it just. He had this spooky ass look, and I just gave him this killer look. Like I knew that he was, they were working in a team. It was just so weird, very okay. um, concerning, yeah, very unpredictable. And um, I've spoken to two other people since then after I shared my experience, and they like, yep, happened to me too. I got very like, common cash taken out of you know the front pocket of my jeans. Like how the hell does that happen? This is their professional. So, yeah, I was a little bit bummed out, but anyway, there were just better experiences on that trip. Like, um, yeah, quite righteously, and that's what it's all about. You've always got to uh, play to the strengths, remember the good times, yeah, especially when really. uh, you know there are bad uh, players out there, and they are experienced, and they are uh, that's their basically their career. Oh. They are career. Uh, thieves, pickpocketers, they work in high density areas and um, they will target individuals. Selena yeah. Spain, it sounds yeah, as if you might have got snipped. You might have been given yeah. the snip. Yeah, I might have been off guard then at that particular moment. But, you know, as you travel more, you become a little bit more resilient. Yes, quite righteously. Now, were yeah. you quite uh, at ease in that moment uh, before you realised that you had been uh, sort of uh, I know this, well, it sounds weird, but I even had um, empathy for the thief. Yes, right, because... Oh, um, yeah, because I love taking photos, but um, yeah, I was annoyed, but I just thought maybe they'll use the money to buy food. I don't know. You just don't know how many people they have to feed, but it still sucks because it's they they prey on tourists. They just see the tourists as a walking dollar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's quite concerning uh, effect of the tourism industry. And uh, you do get places that are worse than others. 
but uh, quite often in those sorts of areas, the police will actually know uh, these individual people. Yeah. And uh, it is actually quite problematic that it is uh, proliferated in that mm. manner. Mm. Uh, wow. Okay, so you you were actually caught up in that situation. How about anyone else in the chat? Yeah. I'd really like to hear if anyone else in the chat has been uh, shystered. I love that word, shystered. You know, that's, at least we get a good word out of it, am I right? Yeah, like live and learn. Live yeah, learn. exactly, live and learn. Yeah. And, the, um, the better thing the better thing about that trip was um, went to these war tunnels, ooh. and I'm claustrophobic, and I thought, fuck, no, I'm not going crouching down, because, you know, like... War um, tunnels, I hear you. Yeah, war tunnels, um, American versus... Vietnam, Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, and they they had these little underground tunnels where it was only about half a meter, maybe. Pretty small, small tunnels. So they had the setup for tourists to experience that. Yep. And um, yeah, it was dark. And how was your claustrophobia? You handled it? You handled yourself? Yeah, I did it. And I I was scared, but yeah, I did it. And And, And how much did that cost? can't remember but on the way the cab driver stopped um he stopped at this bamboo plantation and then he stopped okay. this, i don't know it was just yeah there was also this um this other hiding place for people to they just lifted off this circle they, the the ground is flat they just lifted off this little lid and then someone could hide there like straight under the ground and then they put the lid uh, like the back Viet Cong could go hiding a series of interconnecting tunnels, Small. booby traps, yeah. little yeah. people living big uh, concepts, uh, <laughs> hiding yeah. hiding from the forces. Yeah. Oh, wow, very insightful. Yeah, so I just remember that. And um, I remember telling someone about it, and they didn't really seem that interested. And I just was fascinated by it. How much was it? Did you get in? Uh, I can't remember because it was quite a few years ago. It was probably between twenty and thirty dollars. Not too know. bad, eh? You know, they might even yeah. drive you there and uh, yeah. this and that, so give a little bit of a cut cabbie. to the locals. The, the cabbie probably works with gets them. a bit of cash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not too yeah. bad. Now, um, did they have any specifics? Like, you had to wear some sort of a robe or anything, or it wasn't one of those things? Eh? <laughs> no. But we, you had to, have you, you been through any of them, you know? You're in a group. Um, and another time, like, yeah, you're in a group. Yeah. Not, it wasn't like a real cheesy tour or anything, but you're just in a group because it's easier for them to just take a group around. Gotcha. So also, I think there is where I, or somewhere near there, maybe a different location, I um, I shot an AK-47. Oh, yeah, I now know. you're talking. Yeah, I know. Oh, and how was, that, how was that experience for you? Yeah. Did you feel yeah, like a war criminal? It was really, it was quite heavy. Um, but yeah, the they recoil. just... recoil? Yeah, this is crazy. Quite a substantial recoil. I just remember. Oh, yeah, I got the library. Oh, thank you, guys. I missed the library. I was just thinking about it. Yeah, the uh, the the the, the script live stream is slightly delayed, unfortunately. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
very disappointing. Uh, the unvaccinated will need uh, these tips and tricks soon. The tips and tricks of the Viet Cong. And they will be 500 millimeter underground tunnels. That's how they'll be traveling. Uh, instead of using public transport, it will just be underground tunnels. Um, <laughs> oh, Selena Spain is an yeah. AK-47 girl. We Kiwi Bear uh, likes that girls with guns. Um, pretty incredible stuff uh, <laughs> beginning to happen in New Zealand over mm-hmm. the next sort of little wee while, isn't there? Over the next two weeks, there's going to be some significant changes occurring. And uh, three and a half weeks till Christmas. Today, uh, just this evening, early evening, uh, I was just so used to going alternating between two two supermarkets, basically, um, when I'm in this area. So I went to the St. Luke's Mall, and I just thought, oh, my God, this, there's heaps of people here. They've opened. Oh, this, wasn't like, this wasn't like this before. It was, it was quite weird to be around people. Yeah, and, um, yeah it was um, because they have this supermarket downstairs and yeah. coming through this tunnel from the car park or but everything else was closed um, and then they opened Kmart that was upstairs but now it just seemed like why I didn't realise that more people were allowed to be there and before tonight so and I, I'm not really dying to go to the mall or anything well, yeah well 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 this is uh, still starting to happen. And of course, millions. Have you heard about that? Millions are being spent to reactivate economic activity and enhance well-being in Auckland. Well, what do you reckon about that, Selena Spade? Does that sound <laughs> like a bit of you? A bit of a uh, well-being enhancer? Yeah, well, I'm all for um, having a healthy well-being. But yeah. with, with, with the government putting more money it's just like oh we'll just throw more money into it we'll just throw more yeah. and the, the debts the national debt is oh well what do you want extreme. them to do take more money away well no <laughs> but I mean where how are they going to pay for it they you and Selena, me you the, and me are going to be paying for it all the taxpayers are going to be paying for it okay never you mind I've got the we've got the answers to fix the problem okay the problem is um that people haven't got a lot of well-being, you know. You sound like you, your well-being could could do with a bit of a boost. Uh, and and well, hey. you know, everyone yeah. does, you know. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, we've been through a lot. The look, last few months. So, um, you know, throwing money at the problem, yes, it can be poo-pooed. Um, but what if you were the one that was there, sort of um, standing under the the millions of dollars and sort of sort of soaking it up this could be an opportunity you know how about we um, Hmm. what what they want to do is they want to um, activate economic activity while they want to sort of like enhance people's well-being what does that mean Hmm. bring people in give them an experience Hmm. welcome them back you know 
give them a bit of a something to sort of think about in a cool way sort of like the experience that we do on the show you know so we're actually i'm thinking we're going to go out there into the community and we're going to start shouting at people in the street with <laughs> megaphones we're going to charge them a ton of cash to do it we'll live stream the whole experience vouchers you want vouchers we're going to be giving them away um they're saying millions of dollars spent well they're, they're going to be so paying what us else millions. Does it say? what else does it say in the article? well the government is pumping look at this 37.5 million this summer to promote yeah. travel around Auckland for Aucklanders in a bid to bring back the buzz that quieted when the city was put into months long COVID-19 restrictions yeah so that's um, that's something you know they're going to open up the zoo they're going to be opening up places like that I love the gonna, zoo I love the know? night zoo Really well, you're going to have to apply. You're going to have to get on the website. We're going to tell you more about it right here because any individual, yep, yes, you, Selena Spain, anyone or your family, all families, you know, with an Auckland postcode will be eligible and Auckland residents can register interest for a voucher from 15 deck. So, um... Do you like that? Uh, deck? Is that a good way to say uh, this? Something really scary just happened. Okay, will you process that? Because today the Social Development and Employment Minister Carmel Cipollone and Economic Regional Development Minister Stewie Nash announced a reactivating Tamaki Makoto Auckland package. Nash said the 37.5 million package had been put together uh, together jointly with Auckland Council and Auckland Unlimited. Do you like that that, um, brand? Are you a fan of that brand? Auckland Unlimited. Yeah, there's um there's a church at West called Church Unlimited, and they've got Church Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. About that yeah. branding, um, they don't have any limits. Uh, I, I that's my sort of philosophy in life. I don't like to live with any sorts of limits, and um, to think that Auckland is now unlimited, it's brilliant yeah. because uh, like everyone who's been in a conservatorship. Free. <laughs> I mean, they should have that on the business, um, the business uh, registry directory. Instead of registering for a limited liability company, they could have an unlimited liability company. Anyway, yeah. um, here we go. Yes. Do, 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 do. Classic Kiwi says uh, billions. This is this is what our chat's saying. Our interactive chat. We're feeding back um, billions and billions and billions of. Uh, to zero percent accountability, zero respect, zero percent uh, responsibility, zero percent ownership, with zero percent hospital upgraded and one hundred percent pocket MSM uh, circle adverts. That's mainstream media. Thank you for contributing there, uh, KBM. And classic Kiwi says, um, "Give us Northlanders some funding. Give us some funding." Uh, everyone wants funding. Everyone needs. wants funding. Everyone needs funding. And uh, KBM says Wellington government is a zoo. His uh, opinion, not mine, uh, because I have no opinion other no. than, uh, really? you know, we're open, we're open-minded about so, the facts. Yeah. So is it, um, is it sort of, what do you call it, itemized where the money is going? Exactly, in that article. We'll get this, okay, because the first initiative is the Explore Tamaki Makoto, the summer voucher. 
and it's a dis discount scheme as well. So it will take a few weeks to implement. You know, we like to take a few weeks to implement these things, but it'll be well <laughs> worth it. This is how politicians talk. Okay, I'll do it like a It'll be well worth it when it goes live, okay? Because the second initiative is the local activation program. Yeah. It's a contestable fund for business or community organizations to organize events that are free for the public. It'll bring help. It'll bring help, Got and it. it'll help bring neighbourhoods. Okay, it'll, this is what they reckon it'll bring neighbourhoods and town centres back to life. It Free could events happen. Yeah, look, Free. this is kind of um, it's it's it, it's an initiative. <laughs> They're calling it the local activation program, and this is it. It's a fund. It's like, a contestable fund. Is it okay? music in parks? They used to do that. It's that kind of thing. I think they'll still be doing that. I think that'll be happening through. Um, they have to pay for the band, the food, um, the space, and parking. Well, the thing is. Um, Sausage sizzle, yeah, exactly. Well, no, 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 no. It's not about sort of like trying to bring out food and, and provide food on site. It's about saying there is food on site. There are restaurants here in this town centre that we're partying in. Uh, it's kind of like a block party. So what we could yeah. do, Bane's onto it, we could get him to organise a series of block parties. Oh, you know, totally. Across Tamaki between us, I'll yeah, live stream them from the broadcast vehicle. We'll, we'll, we've got all the <laughs> HD cameras. We'll set it yeah, up, I've got to go and then we'll that. broadcast it live. We'll make a we'll big, make a big song and dance about it. We'll put the money back into advertising. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll advertise local businesses. We'll give back. And how are we going to do that if we win the contest? Because it's contestable. It's contestable. It's selectable. It's rejectable. <laughs> It's so because they might reject us, but that's cool. So I'm used so to they that. want they they want people to spend in where they are going to visit. But they they're trying to bring people to spend into the cafes and restaurants. And they want to get people to they want to bring the town they want to bring the town centres back to life. They want to bring uh, breathe a little bit of um, love, a bit of. A bit of that Tina Aroha vibe uh, yeah. back into, back into the world, you know, back into is the world. Here? They want to. Uh, is she here? Is she here? She's always here. She's here. Oh, really? Theoretically. Okay, look, we're going to just quickly check the chat here. Uh, we have got a buddy of ours, uh, Teji25. What's up, Teji? Uh, classic Kiwi. What up? Uh, Kiwi Bear Muzzers, free sausage sizzles. Kiwi Bear Maza. Uh, Northland was ignored during the drought, ignored during the recession, ignored during hospital budgets, ignored during lockdown, ignored by Kelvin Davis. If Northland wants payouts or funding, wow, hashtag ignore it. Uh, from KBM, his opinion, not mine. And um, so, yeah. Um, Parties, uh, wild antics, maybe some sort of something that they'll never forget. Um, maybe a death-defying stunt. Uh, maybe some sort of a spectacle. Uh, some sort of um, 
something iconic, something memorable, uh, something. Um, it's historic. This has um, been a big year, okay? So people need to come back together and really embrace this freedom. Because, I mean, I don't know, are we, with all these gatherings, are we still going to have to wear masks in public? Look, don't worry about those details. All we need to know is that we're going to turn it into one hell of a party because people are ready to party in a real way. Uh, we don't want to um, have people turning up um, thinking a whole lot of things because you're thinking the wrong damn thing. What we're going to make happen for you is we're going to bring a whole new sort of energy uh, uh, to the sort of pandemonium. Um, everybody's, yep, everybody's going to be enjoying themselves. They're going to be dancing around. They're going to be literally uh, lifted in their seats and prancing. Because, um, you know, it's that time of year. Of course, it's the silly season. Why don't we all just get a little bit silly for once? God damn it. I mean, I think it's time. We're going to create a, a party in the streets. It's going to be the new normal. I love that and, block, um, party. block party. Yeah, 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 we're going to do a block yeah. party. It's very uh, talking smack. It's a very talking smack vibe. Party, all welcome. Um, yep, we're going to get the old ladies there, and what we're going to do is we're going to have <laughs> the cougars. We're going to have the block bus, and what it is, it's not about um, partying in your own block. Hey, Benny, Benny, Benny. Uh, partying all in of all of the blocks. All the, all the cougars like you. <laughs> all the cougars like me, yeah, because I am um, I'm attainable, but I'm also approachable, but I'm also untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> see that how that works like it's um they know they can't get it and that's what makes it so damned appealing but at, at the same time if they ever had it they wouldn't know what to do with it <laughs> that's right so it's uh it's an incredible thing but we're going to make all the ladies feel good because that's what they're there to do. and we're going to have a whole lot of we're going to have a lot of you know eligible bachelors there as well everybody's going to be doing it the ladies are going to be getting laid the men are going to be slinging dick it's going to be a great night because every you know half of the city needs to get laid that's for sure we have got um, there's a lot of pent up energy yeah. there's a lot of blue bald males out there right now and I can tell you uh, there's going to be um, you know I mean well in approximately you know uh, an hour and a half, to be frank. I think. Yeah, basically, there, I mean, wow, yeah. in the streets. Yeah. Are there any clubs opening uh, tonight? I don't know. Are there any, any Uber clubs? drivers working? Any Uber drivers working? If cool. you're if you're an Uber driver and you're watching this, uh, <laughs> get on the yeah. line. Yeah. Get on the damn totally line. We need an Uber driver to call in. Get some business. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, this is what they're saying. They, they're going to try and uh, create some sort of initiative. Um, you know, of course, you're going to need to require vaccination certificates and follow public health restrictions. Oh, yeah. I think you can print those out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be good. I mean, what about um, Christmas parades, you know? Yeah. Uh, bring back, I say, bring back the Christmas parade. Uh, you know. Yes, you mean the Queen Street parade? Yeah, bring back the fucking Queen Street parade and all the ones in all the in all the small towns as well. 
Okay. Hmm. Yes, I was a. I was a. Yes, I was in a a small town Christmas uh, as a child. Yeah. We're gonna make it one to remember this year, guys. Uh, We always dress up. Yeah. That was definitely. We're gonna party all the way through into January as well. Everyone thinks, oh, well, the party's over. Um, New Year's, no way, guys. We're partying all summer long. Don't be scared. I'm very scared. Don't be scared. Oh, well, we're going to listen. If you guys at home are scared or if things are scaring you, yeah. just put your fingers in your ears. Uh, <laughs> Selena's going to tell me something that scares her. I'm going to listen and then I'm going to I'm going to figure out whether we should remain spooked. Okay, you can take your fingers out of your ears. It's, it's nothing. Okay. Um so do 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 Kiwi Bear Mazza 1.7 track and trace party pack. million well yeah I mean you never know we could um, we could put on the best damned party this town's ever seen and we could make it a series and um, you know it's gonna it's just it's gonna really happen we're gonna take it to the town Um, they're not gonna know what what hit them we could do it even um, we're gonna live stream it of course it's gonna be a huge event Everyone's going to want to be there. Everybody from all the surrounding communities are going to come on in because they know that it's a uh, it's an optim. We're going to optimize. Uh, I think we should. I think we should. Who wants to get involved in this? Because uh, yep, Santa throwing lollies. Yeah, buddy. I'm writing it down because I think that's important. We're going to bring it back. We're going to turn this all around, guys. Um, They're giving us a party fund, uh, a contestable party fund. I reckon we can get a pretty good pitch together between now and then uh, if we set our mind to it because, uh, you know, it's going to be a big opportunity, guys. You know, we're going to party like it's 1987 and, you know, and it's – yeah, yeah, classic Kiwi. You, you get involved. You can you can stream snipe to your heart's content. Uh, not a never a worry in the world. But what I want to do is I want to get into a little bit of um, news with you, with you all. Uh, let's just uh, cross that. Let's just see if I can bear with me. Bear with me. I'm just getting me mouse sorted. Um, so what do you guys think about up north? Up north's a bit of a drama. Um, Shane Jones, however, has slammed plans for Iwi roadblocks in Titai Tokoro, and he says he won't be listening. Meanwhile, you've got old mate, uh, what's-his-face here, old Honu, uh, talking all kinds of nonsense once again. Um, so, I mean, these uh, individuals up north have had the last two bloody years to get the vaccine and now they're complaining uh, that Aucklanders want to use their tribal land uh, I think that's problematic what are your thoughts home viewers am I reading it wrong uh, do you want to call in and have your say what's your opinion it is relevant your opinion's relevant uh, do you want to get the damn out of um Tamari Makoro and go up to Titai Tokoro uh, because is that your do, do you know is that land any less your land than it is this Hone Harawera fellas and is our land any less his land than our bloody land and whose land is it anyway 
Um, and to be, to be honest, frankly, it sounds as if the parliament uh, could care less about what the iwi and uh, <laughs> could care less about what the iwi have to say up north. So that's fairly controversial, I'd imagine. But uh, that's the way she goes. And uh, what do we got here? Let's have a look-see. Shane Jones has hit out at Kiwi plans to set up roadblocks in the far north to stop visitors over the summer period. Aucklanders are allowed to leave the city from December 15th if they're fully vaccinated or test negative. But but Iwi leaders in Titai Tokoro say unvaccinated visitors pose a threat to the community. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think that is uh, the case? Uh, will you be will you be heading up north uh, this this new year? On Wednesday, Honi Hardawera told the AM show Titai Tokoro Border Control is planning to set up roadblocks to stop unvaccinated people from visiting. And this is what Hardawera uh, said. I think the reality is that Māori are worried, Fano are scared of what they see coming and they don't see anything good coming. They want to know that their people are going to protected are going to be protected first and foremost. And then this is not just a call from Hani Harawera and the border control or from communities. This has now reached a level where it is a general call from all of the iwi and all of the regional district health boards. This is huge. That's a level of concern that is being felt across the district. Uh, I think it's interesting, to be honest. I think it's an interesting situation to be in. The government has said, the government has said, nope, it's open from the 15th. On these conditions, you got to be double vaxxed or you've got to have a, a test within 72. What can you do? So Classic Kiwi's got a, got a comment here. Uh, being up north, I don't think it's right for people to put up borders. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, look at it this way. If you guys don't want anyone coming up there, don't think that you we're going to let you out. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the, the that's kind of the harsh realities of the situation. Um, if you think people can't come in, don't be getting out. And we've got a we got a comment here uh, from Melissa Matthews. Those businesses up there are doing it hard and rely on the tourism to get their income for the year. Most going up there will be fully vaccinated based on the fact that most Aucklanders are at this point. Exactly. It just sounds like um, the typical uh, woe is me scenario, frankly. Um, but I did hear that the um, I heard that the Whangarei Hospital was at um, 98% occupancy which I thought was um, somewhat concerning they shouldn't let the vaccinated up north Kiwi Bear's opinion not mine simply reading the comments and uh, what do we got here you said it right. I don't see why people are trying to block out Aucklanders. It makes me feel shit as an Aucklander. Oh, well, we appreciate you. No, I know you don't. I know they don't speak for all Northlanders. And frankly, 
I think that uh, the fact is so is um, Honey Harawera the uh, the MP for Titai Tokoro? Is that the case, or is it Kelvin, or is he the? I don't know. Is he the spokesman for the Iwis? I don't quite know what his title is, to be honest. Um, but I know that he does not speak for all of Titai Tokoro. What are the normal occupancy rates, though? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, that, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, the iwi roadblocks. I mean, um, they always. It always seems to become a race issue, and uh, I think that's unfortunate. I think there's been a lot of time, and I think that um, you know. They really need to take responsibility, make sure that their whānau are vaccinated and uh, quit making excuses. Quit making excuses. It's, it's ti- I'm, we're tired of these excuses. Uh, okay, so I'm going to skip right on and cross over to this uh, topic. And this is a hot topic uh, in women's... Uh, not only in women's sports. This is a hot topic, not just in women's sports, but in human rights. And in fact, uh, of course, women's rights. And um, what is concerning is that uh, it's going to make for a better viewing experience hopefully. Uh, The WTA, the World Tennis Association, suspends tournaments in China over treatment of Peng Shui. And that is concerning. Um, Steve Simon said Wednesday that the Women's Tennis Tour would not stage tournaments in China, including Hong Kong, because he has been unable, because he has been unable to communicate with Peng despite repeated attempts. Uh, so that's very concerning. Concerning indeed. Uh, home viewers, uh, what's your opinion? Um, hashtag proof of life um, from Kiwi Bear Muzzle there. Uh, Selena, what's your opinion on this Ping Shui situation? I hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it. Well, um, what happens pretty Explain. regularly in uh, China is that uh, people who speak out against uh, oh, the CCP get disappeared. And what's happened in this instance is that uh, this tennis star uh, was disappeared after she accused a top Communist Party leader of sexual assault. And uh, very concerning stuff in the world of uh, of human rights really and yeah. uh, the, the, the fact that it can happen uh, so boldly out in the open like that and uh, it is certainly cause con- for concern on a human on just a humanity level because she was well but- known by many uh, pro athletes over, they've competed and um, befriended her over the last 20 years. Well, that's how powerful they are. Like anyone that speaks out against anything wrong, they will destroy them. And even there's, you know, 
I don't even think they allow Google in some parts of China. There's cameras everywhere. Everyone's under mass surveillance. Uh, it's very, very evil, actually. Very horrifying situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I actually heard something today. Um, uh, it's all very, very cunning. Uh, a lot of the systems that got set over there, for example, uh, traffic and road um, ticketing cameras. Um, they actually have private um, road cops that actually set up their own cameras. So you'll actually have poles that have got like a hundred cameras on them, and uh, yeah, it's very strange uh, the kind of society that exists over uh, in these places. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's very concerning. We've got that as an open uh, topic. If anyone wants to chat about that, uh, f- feel free. Get involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, hello to everybody out there that's viewing. We've got someone uh, on the Guy and Harley podcast. We've got people watching on the Thane oh, Kirby Facebook page. Uh, also, someone watching on the Guy and Harley podcast on YouTube. And Twitch. And, Did you uh, also, we have one person on Twitch as well, uh, someone on the Talkback with Dane and Sophia on Twitch, someone on the Benny Mac on Twitch, and two people, ooh, two people on Benny Mac on YouTube. And I think that might be Kiwi Bear Muzza. He's in there. And uh, good times indeed, everyone, uh, apart from if you're Ping Shui, uh, because you have just been disappeared. And disappeared is a nice way of saying um, murdered. Eliminated. So, yeah. Okay, so... Oh, I'm trying to get through this firewall here. Okay. Uh, here we go. Just trying to eliminate uh, Om- Omicron. Oh, shit. He just said the fucking word Omicron Australia COVID updates a New mm-hmm. South Wales confirms sixth case of new variant as South Australia records first that's local COVID cases another. since borders reopened um, okay so that's right. not going to work so hopefully it's not going to come here like the Delta came here from Australia as well didn't it yeah well that's obviously uh, a possibility and what are you doing there? You're beating the desk into submission. No, no, I'm just, I've got this turntable case. That's what I'm resting my laptop on. And I'm just playing with the um, little latches. I know you'll probably be editing this later. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, this is a whole lot of world news on mm. uh, CNET.com. Um, there's a few, you know, like, I mean, headlines, right? Headlines. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Boom, boom, boom. What headline grabs you? The most really what's Excuse that me. what's that the biggest tech fails of 2021 the biggest tech fails of 2021 it says from uh vaccine misinformation to random internet outages to yet another t-mobile data breach actually there were days. two i think two major hacks here in new zealand the um district health board of one waikato wasn't it Hospital. Oh, there was some huge. Very embarrassing. There was embarrassing. a bunch of hacks this this yeah. year. Yep, yeah. a lot lot yeah. of DDoS att- attempts, right. which is de- uh, denial of service, and that means that they're basically overloading the ser- servers with uh, requests, and then that crashes. Mm. Um, 
So the biggest tech fails of 2021. Uh, we all thought 2020 was the pinnacle of awfulness with a pandemic sweeping the globe. Race relations are boiling over and misinformation spreading unchecked. And then 2021 showed up and said, hold my beer. Um, how did everyone else's 2021 go? How was it compared to 2020? Uh, how about what? What did you prefer? Did you have, enjoy your um, me? You yeah. Me. Did you enjoy your twenty twenty one or your twenty twenty better? Which was which was better for you? Yeah, no. This year was different. Probably more energetic, and it's become better the second half. Okay, so the second half's been been getting better. The the story says that a lot of the problems that we experienced in 2020 from misinformation to ransomware to QAnon took it up a notch this year, while 2020 Mm. was a steady drip of terrible news. This year was arguably worse because the brief glimpse of hope we did get, the vaccines, were snatched away by the variant. Uh, This is on CNET. This is an article on CNET. Uh, and this okay. is leaving us with more uncertainty. It just well, that's an American-based publication, is it not? So I have a question, and it's to Melissa. Melissa, do you know Dan? Am I on the right track here? Is it Melissa Matthews? Dan Matthews? Is she still there? Is it? Is it? Dan yeah, I think Ox? that's Dan's partner. Is it Dan Ox? I believe so. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Awesome, because Dan's got a great story about how he started getting into DJing. Oh, we've got to get him on. We've yeah, got we've to got get him on. Melissa, can you bring Dan on? I can't wait. <laughs> I can hear the ice. I'm going to have to edit that out, Benny. The ice sound is just too annoying. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. actually good. What do you think about the new leader of the National Party? Can someone remind me who's the new leader? Because I heard it in a news briefing about a day ago, but Christopher Luxon. Busy and not really following all the news. Uh, he's the new leader. Uh, he's the biggest nerd in New Fucking Zealand. Oh, I'm having a great show. We hope everybody at home's having a fucking excellent show. This doesn't get old at all. You know. What, what do we think of the new National Party leader? He's a great guy. Um, I trust him with my, my money. Um, I think he's going to do good for the country because I think he's rich. And um, I think that New Zealanders like rich white men. And I think he's going to be really cool. Um, he's, like a, he's like a Christian. And I don't think that's good. We'll do anything, though. We'll do – everyone will get vaccinated – for Christmas because of baby Jesus um, and everyone loves Jesus at Christmas time uh, but uh, all the rest of the times in the year we are a godless nation and um, and now they've got the new national party leaders some um, fucking um, evangelical church guy uh, what a goon and he's also um, like anti-abortion or something what is this guy like in the 1800s era what a fucking um (laughs) goon uh he looks like a real nerd um what else he's john key's best mate uh good luck with that um what else what else don't i like about this dweeb uh the name i hate the fucking name um like like it's a horrible name, Luxon, Luxor, or Luxa. It sounds kind of like um, 
like that uh, fucking you know that casino in Las Vegas that like Chris Angel mind freak sort of like like epiphanized out of the uh, out of the ceiling. I think he's really cool. Uh, I think he's way better than Luxor. Um, you know, it's kind of like a fake luxury brand. It's like they've spelt luxury wrong. Um, they're trying to sell it off as some sort of like luxurious um, new leader. Uh, he's just some sort of goon. Uh, I don't like him. I don't want him to be there. Um, but I'm glad he is because I can laugh at him. I can make jokes now. Um, Bridges was was also a nerd, uh, but I think it's good that he's going to be finance minister because because um, he's a nerd and he knows about finance. And um, I think it's going to work out okay for the National Party because they're just going to keep doing what they're doing, which is nothing. And um, I'm pretty excited to see well, what Axe going to get up to because, you know, old mate you know old mate off dancing with the stars he really knows how to do it he's real goofy too and that's what i like about him old um old david seymour is that his name <laughs> david seymour uh that goofy goon um off dancing with the stars um he ain't a star he's a dweeb and um i think that's why they keep him around and he's in charge of like ipsum he's hanging out in ipsum like, I go to Hell Pizza Ipsum sometimes. Like, they're pretty good. I mean, those pizzas down there are pretty good. You got to eat it quick. Um, eat it while it's hot. Um, and what cracks me up is when I drive past all the MP offices and, like, and the, and like the offices are dump or it's closed all the time and there's never anyone there and it just it looks just like a, a real waste um some of them have got signs all over them um I, I really like it when the signs are like um you know have been left to degrade and maybe there's like a crease down the middle of the mp's face and it's peeling that's kind of um a real good aesthetic i think it's great great for your votership it makes them see that you care and that you want to actually um you know if you're if you're mp your brand shouldn't be you shouldn't be your name the brand should be your 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 fucking uh your electorate you're not the product the electorate's the damned product um incentivize the electric give the power back to the electorate be the electorate call yourself like if your name's like jim jim fucking stantonopolis and you're leading in like um mount wellington just call yourself stan mount wellington get a fucking tattoo on your face tell make them know that you're serious <laughs> make them know that you're serious and that you're going to make a difference and that you're accountable and that it's not about you. It's about the brand. What's the brand? It's Mount Wellington. Uh, make a stand for the Mount and, um, you know, be accountable. Hey, Selena, thanks for coming Hi. through and joining us. Um, what a broadcast. This has been another broadcast of Talking Smack with Benny Mac. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back again tomorrow night. Thank <laughs> you.